Hello, my beautiful babies. It's your girl, Nomi Jackson here, along with my ace, Ishi, listening in on the other line. How are you guys doing today? It is Wednesday, May 12th, 2021 at 8.12 a.m. How the heck are you guys doing? I'm okay. It's a nice sunny day where I am. Um, So far, it's a little chilly, but I don't know. Hopefully, it'll... uh, warm up throughout the day. I hope the weather is fine where you guys are. Uh, let's see. So I was telling you guys, I'm reading the book, Cold Sweat, Yama Brown, James Brown's daughter. And now I got to the part where she's describing their house. Um, they lived out in the country. They had a nice house. It was, um, you know how, like, in some of the um, country areas, uh, the houses are, like, way far back and, like, the driveway goes all the way up to the front? It was one of those type of things. And um, she said by today's celebrity house standards, it really, really wasn't, you know, wow, you know, like <laughs> like where uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce live. I mean, they don't look, it wasn't like a compound like uh, the rich people have today. But um, she said it was kind of like how... You think Graceland is going to be like some, you know, palace or something. And when you actually see it, it's like just a normal, you know, size house in comparison. It's just a a nice, a bigger house, but not, you know, anything fancy by today's standards. Anyway, um, so she was just talking about her childhood there. And um, her father did seem, James Brown did seem really loving towards the girls. And it's that that's when she started talking about the abuse of her mother. Uh, apparently, James never hit the girls. It was her, Yama, and her sister, Dina. And, uh, you know, he was married to their mother and everything. And I guess basically what she said, she didn't realize at the time that his demons were drugs. And then that, you know, kind of um, uh, contributed towards the his mood swings and his violence and for whatever reason uh, her mother got the brunt of his drug induced anger unfortunately um, and she said she remembers all this clear and then her and her sister Dina would hide whenever it was happening and like part of her hated um, her dad when he did that but part of her hated her mom for letting it happen you know like when you're a little kid and you don't understand things you just see it you know one way and you know when you grow up you kind of like get things a little bit better and uh so I guess that was really the case and after a while the mother couldn't take it anymore her mother couldn't take it and so she packed up the kids when he was out of town and went back to her people um and she said Yama said that um she doesn't like the part in her dad's autobiography Or he says, oh, well, my first wife didn't, you know, like being married to an entertainer. She wanted me home. (laughs) And Yama said, well, that part is complete fiction. You know, he left. She left. They left because of his abusive behavior. And uh, she doesn't know if he ever admitted it to himself, you know, or apologized to the mother or anything like that. So um, I don't know. He probably carried some of that. Uh, guilt to his grave. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm just, I'm just getting more of it from her side, which 
make sense. She's the one telling the story, but um, I don't know. I, so far, I don't feel like I'm really getting a feel of him, but I also get, I gather that um, he wasn't really demonstrative in his feelings. Um, he was more about just being a showman. That was his whole, you know, life. She said even at home, you know, he would get mad if <laughs> they were listening to anything other than him. Like they once had a, a Natalie Cole record on, they were listening to it and he got mad and said that they should be listening to James Brown. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Um, a little egoy, but, um, oh, well, <laughs> I guess that's how it is. But, um, he was definitely, um, an interesting figure. Um, I hardly have gotten into to this book at all. I'm only about a quarter of a way finished, but, um, any more interesting points I get, I'll tell you guys about it. But so far, it's it's interesting to see all sides of him and every one's different point of view. That's kind of what I want to do. I want to read like um, not only people's autobiographies, but the biographies that other people wrote about them, specifically about their family member uh, that their family members wrote about them, because I think they have more. Um, realistic look at what their family member is like and you know if the person writes the autobiography generally they tend to <laughs> you either make themselves the hero or the victim so I, I kind of like a more balanced type of uh, um, thing and I find that you can usually get that by a sibling or a very close relative anyway you all so today for no particular reason except that it popped into my head I thought the lyrics I'd read to you today is Let It Be Me, the version um, by Jerry Butler um, and also Betty Everett, who is uh, um, the woman singing in there with him. Uh, as Well, let me read it first before I talk about it. I bless the day I found you. I want to stay around you. And so I beg you, let it be me. Don't take this heaven from one. If you must cling to someone, now and forever, let it be me. Each time you meet love, I find complete love. Without your sweet love, what life would be? I mean, what would life be? So never leave me lonely. Tell me you love me only and that you'll always let it be me. Each time we meet love, I find complete love. Without your sweet love, what would life be? So never leave me lonely. Tell me you love me only and that you'll always let it be. Oh, that's so short. <laughs> The song is a lot longer. It took me like 30 seconds to read that. And the song is probably like three minutes or so. But um, yeah, I love Jerry Butler and his voice. Um, and for some reason, that one, this version, I don't know why. It just popped in my head out of the clear blue sky. So I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe God wanted me to read these lyrics to you guys. Maybe they'll <laughs> make you happy in some kind of way. Um, but yeah, as you probably will. Here, this is what it says about Let It Be Me. Let It Be Me is a popular song originally published in French in 1955. Is I don't know, guys. I never took French. <laughs> Sorry. I'd like butchered that. But um, interpreted by Gil Gilbert, Gilbert, I know they pronounce it like that, Bucard. I am so sorry, French people. <laughs> um, it became popular worldwide with an English version by the Everly Brothers and later with a duet by Betty Everett and Jerry Butler. Yeah, I actually like the, um, the Everly Brothers version, too. Um, as weird as it sounds, <laughs> I actually liked the Everly Brothers. Um, I think I've mentioned it before. I like early music, um, 
doo-wop or, um, I don't know, early rock. I don't know. I just like it. I, I don't know. I just like all music. So I, I just kind of like that particular, um, sound. It just sounded really sweet. And I like, I, I really like the Everly Brothers. They sound really, really nice, but I do, uh, really enjoy, um, Jerry Butler's version better. I love it. Um, uh, he's a fellow Chicagoan. Let me tell you what a little bit what it says about Jerry Butler. Jerry Butler, born Jerry Butler Jr., December 8th, 1939, is an American soul singer and songwriter. Oh, he was born in Mississippi. Um, he is also known as being the originally singer-famed R&B vocal group The Impressions as well as the 1991 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee. So that's Jerry Butler for you. Um, he's alive and well, and I hope, you know, he continues to have a nice long life. He seems like a really a good person, and I, you know, wish him well in life. Unfortunately, Betty Everett's no longer around. Um, she, Betty Everett, she did that Shoop song. And, oh, yeah, she did do that shoot. If you want to know if he loves you so, it's in his kiss. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> anyway, so uh, for our Mikey Poo thingy today, Michael Jackson, our word today is from the group I keep telling you guys about, the Jackson 5 group that I belong to. And the owner of this group is Michael Strawn. And he always has the most interesting topics that he just brings up I mean <laughs> so thanks Michael um I'm gonna read you what he wrote here there are many who believe that without Michael there would be there would have been no Jackson 5 or any great Jackson 5 legend and legacy I vehemently disagree with that soul assessment solely on the principle that you must include each member of the original Jackson 5 in that statement or else it is without merit I look at the Jackson 5 as a fine-tuned machine with many working parts that are dependent on each other, with each part being just as important collectively to each other. In reference to a classic car, some might say Michael is the engine, but what good is an engine by itself without tires, a car, a battery, steering wheel, etc.? The Jackson 5, as I stated earlier, was a fine-tuned, cohesive unit that depended on all of its components, whom were, along with Michael, Jermaine, Marlon, Jackie, and Tito. Each player played an important part in either the vocals or the choreography of this dynamic group. If any of these players were missing, just as if the most expensive automobile was missing a tire, it would be useless or at least lose its value, and such would be with the Jackson 5. It is true that Jackson 5 without Jermaine or Michael are great in a fine outstanding music group, but they are not the Jackson 5. Blessed with all these brothers from Gary, Indiana, which we sometimes take for granted like the rising of sun each day and beating of our hearts deep in our chest. No matter who you, no matter who your favorite Jackson Five is or was, they would not have flourished without each other, even without the authority of and presence of their father, Papa Joe Jackson, who was often overlooked and sometimes vilified in this equation, but who was responsible for setting and laying the groundwork and foundation of the for the music legends who are the Jackson Five. Long live the legacy of the Jackson Five. M. Strong, <laughs> Michael, you have a way with words. You're so poetic. I love um. I love the way you speak. It's wonderful. Um, since, uh, a member of our group, Terry Bartlett, answered, Michael was the lead vocals of the group, and they do not sound the same without him, nowhere near the same. Uh, so I was wondering, what uh, what's your opinion of what he wrote and what I just spoke there? 
I actually kind of agree with him. Um, thinking back to the beginning, uh, they had to have been together. Well, you guys know, I, I've said it before. I think everything was set in motion. I think everything is <laughs> planned out. I think God knew exactly where to place Michael to become what he would become. And again, to help all the people he did because of it. But it all kind of goes back. That's the funny thing about life and purpose. You can kind of see it clearly in, in hindsight. And I can completely see Michael's whole hindsight picture and why it worked out the way it did. It's a little harder to do with yourself, especially when you're still kind of going through stuff. But um, I can see, you know, how my own mistakes kind of led me you know to where I am I mean I, I suffered because of my stupid decisions but I can see exactly why I made it and how it put me exactly where God needs me to be right now and I think this is the same with them and as far as them being a, a well-oiled machine I think that's correct I think he had to have those brothers I don't think if his brothers had been if they hadn't been a group, I don't think uh, Papa Joe would have um, just dragged Mikey by himself, you know, to the uh, to the nightclubs and Gary in Chicago. Because first of all, they wouldn't just that would never happen. They wouldn't just have one little kid. I mean, it was the group as a whole that attracted them. I mean, that would bring the crowds in. I think if they had just one little boy in there, <laughs> you know, people would be calling uh, DCFS on them. So <laughs> I, I just think it was just as a whole. I don't think he would have gotten recognized soul, solely by himself. And also the reason he wanted to be in the group was because of his brothers. His brothers were doing it and he wanted to do it. Mikey Pooh, he loved his brothers. Um, a lot and he wanted to be with his big brothers and spend all his time and then when they found out he could sing that was just the icing on the cake you know what I'm saying so um, yeah I think it had to be that way it had to be and he just never would have been discovered by um, Gladys Knight um, at the Regal Theater in Chicago had he not been part of a group, because like I said, he wouldn't have been solo. So, and then that started the whole ball rolling. It had to be a collective group. And they had to all um, put all their talents in. I mean, if they weren't talented, they wouldn't have gotten to where they are. And they all needed to be talented for them to have gotten as far as they got. If they were mediocre, it's, it wouldn't have happened. And yeah, I just don't think... I don't think they would have been who they were if they didn't have each other. And I think it was all set in motion by God. I think that was a plan the whole time. Um, it's weird how everything kind of works out the way it should be. <laughs> it's just really weird to me. I, I guess it's not really weird, but um, it's interesting how things work. So I do agree uh, the Jackson 5 would not be who they are without every one of them contributing, including Papa Joe, actually, especially Papa Joe, it, period, period. <laughs> I know, uh, people don't like him, but period. That's all I got to say. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Yeah. Well, I think I had another thought, but that flew away. <laughs> That's kind of typical for me. So I guess I will let you guys go on that thought. Um, 
I want to remind you guys that God loves you. My pal Ishii here, he loves you. I love you. I know that Mikey Pooh, Michael Jackson, where he is, he loves you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, basically, we want you guys to just go out there and have yourself a great day. We want you to be happy. Find a little something to make you happy, whatever it might be. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you can do something fantastic or you can just do something really, really small, like watch your favorite TV show or, you know, <laughs> my answer to everything, have a little ice cream or a milkshake. Uh, that'll put a smile on your face. <laughs> um, anyway, but like I said, I want you guys, we want you guys to have a wonderful and beautifully blessed day because we love you so much. Okay, you guys take care. Odabo.